Hello, you've reached episode 5 of our podcast series entitled 66 Books, where we will be giving a brief overview of all 66 books of the Bible. And you've reached the book of Deuteronomy, the book of the obedience to God. Deuteronomy. The title means second law, and again comes from the Septuagint. This title, however, is slightly misleading, because it does not, in fact, contain a second law, but is a reinstatement and explanation of the law that has been previously given. It has been recognized by many as a book of remembrance and retrospect, a book which, although looking back, shows new hope being attained through experience but most importantly through obedience. When thinking about the author of this book, the book itself indicates that Moses wrote it. That statement is in fact made in Deuteronomy 31 verse 9. There are also various first-hand references to Moses' experience throughout the text, for example in Deuteronomy's chapter 5, chapter 9 and chapter 25. Other books of the Old Testament also attribute the book to Moses, and even Jesus himself indicated that Moses was the author. Church and Jewish tradition confirm this fact also. Some question the fact that Deuteronomy chapter 4 records Moses' death. How could this be so? But this should not be considered a problem, because the mainstream traditional view is that Joshua probably compiled and wrote the account of Moses' death shortly after, alongside various other editorial comments that he added to the book. Who was it written to? The recipients. The events of Deuteronomy take place on the plain of Moab, due east of Jericho across the river Jordan. That fact is attested for both in the opening verse of the book and again in chapter 29 verse 1 and it covers a period of only about one month. The approaching death of Moses probably provided the initial basis for renewal of the covenant. Moses' role had been so significant that for many of the people Moses and the covenant may have seemed inseparable. It was written at the end of the 40-year period in the wilderness, that is about 1407 BC, and the book therefore was written to the second generation, you see, a new generation had grown up, and Moses, therefore, needed to repeat and explain the law for the people of this new generation before they entered the land of Canaan. This new generation needed to be taught, or at least reminded, about God's law before entering the land. The message of the book, well, after receiving the law at Mount Sinai, Israel had spent 40 years in the wilderness region between Sinai and Canaan. This instruction was given during the last two weeks of Moses' life, while Israel is camped on the plain of Moab, making preparations to enter in and conquer Canaan. And it was probably scribed by Joshua, as I said in the beginning. The book of Deuteronomy is, however, much more than a repetition of the law already given. It is an exposition of it. It relates the commandments of the law, but with a renewed, and perhaps some might say even a different emphasis. The law recorded in Exodus, Leviticus and Numbers gave clear legal requirements. 
Deuteronomy, though, though it does not lessen those requirements, add that Israel's nation must have more than just legal correctness about it. It must also be relational and in a sense have what some have called spiritual warmth. The covenant, the promise, is the basis of Deuteronomy, but the relationship between God and his people within that covenant should now be seen to be one of love. The sovereign love of God towards his people should produce a response of obedience and love towards him in return. The previous generation swore covenant loyalty to God at Sinai, but they failed him badly. But now the new generation, they're about to enter Canaan and the covenant is being renewed in such a way as to allow the people to give a fresh pledge of obedience to a God who they loved. When thinking about the structure of Deuteronomy, there is a sense in which the, the structure of Deuteronomy is really quite simple. It records what Moses says to the people on the plain of Moab in a series of messages. Deuteronomy's style is that of a preacher rather than the previous lawgiver of the earlier books. Its emphasis is that the people should keep God's law because they want to know him and love him better, not merely because they are required to do so by the covenant. So a common way to view Deuteronomy is to see it as a series of sermons, three sets of sermons if you like. The first series is in the first five chapters is a historical referring back an appeal for obedience that covers both the wilderness journey in the first four chapters and then an exhortation, a call to obedience in chapter 4. Then the main bulk of the book from chapter 5 to 26 unpacks and gives us the legal basis for obedience that is first of all of course explained through the basic commandments in chapters 5 to 11 and then it goes into more specific legislation from chapters 12 through to 26. Then there is a third series of sermon which some see as a prophetic exhortation for obedience and that covers the sections from 27 to 30. The covenant renewal of the commandment is given again in chapter 27 and then there are blessings and cursings unpacked for the people on the basis of how they live that covenant out in chapter 28 and then a concluding sweep is given in chapter 29 and 30. The book then finishes having gone through these series of sermons by just putting in place some transitional details for the people as they move from the plain into Canaan and that's covered in the last four chapters. The explanation of how the law will apply under Joshua is given in chapter 31 and then there is something called the Song of Moses given in chapter 32 and the blessing of Moses is described in chapter 33 and then finally the death of Moses is recorded in the last chapter of the book. When thinking about the purpose of Deuteronomy, it is for Moses to address Israel before he dies and before they enter the land. He is urging the people to obey through a series of messages and obey the Lord by saying that if they do so, they will be blessed, but also warning that if they don't, they will be cursed. And he also, of course, needs to communicate the important transitional details with the position of Joshua before he dies. Joshua is seen in the final chapters of the book to be appointed as Moses' successor. 
both in, in a public ceremony, which is recorded in chapters 31 and 34 for us, but also privately in the tent of meeting in the end of Deuteronomy 31. You see, the succession of human leadership of the people was portrayed as neither a power struggle nor a democratic process. It was seen as a matter of a new divine appointment. Then secondly, instructions are given regarding the position of the text of the law's general instructions. In Exodus and Leviticus, God speaks to Moses. In Deuteronomy, Moses speaks to the people. In Genesis, a sovereign Lord God elects. In Exodus, a powerful God redeemed. In Leviticus, a holy God sanctified. In Numbers, a faithful God disciplined. And here in Deuteronomy, a gracious God instructs. So in final summary of the whole book, we can quite simply say Moses wrote Deuteronomy to remind Israel of what God had done and said and encourages them to continue to obey God. Then he turns over the leadership to Joshua, with the overarching principle being that God blesses the obedient but disciplines the disobedient. Obedience is therefore always seen as a condition for the blessing of God.